Hello and welcome to the Backseat Watcher podcast, the show where the biggest entertainment superfans decide what they would do if they were in a movie or TV series. I'm your host, Matthew Hada, and today we're going over Netflix's original series, Black Mirror. So today I'm joined with Sarah Castillo and Morgan Smith. How are you both doing today? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, we're doing great. Thanks. Sarah, for people who haven't seen the show, how would you describe Black Mirror? Um, I think it can definitely uh, be described as very almost dystopian, futuristic. um, What happens when technology starts to kind of take over our society? Um, But I think the one really clever thing that Black Mirror does is um, the future that Black Mirror depicts um, isn't really as far off as we think it is. So Morgan, I understand you're taking a class that incorporates Black Mirror into the curriculum. Tell me a little bit about that class. Yeah, so uh, the full title of the course is Black Mirror, Race, Technology, and Justice. And so, you know, we've taken like the past 12 weeks really to delve into all of like these new problems that like new technologies are posing. And what's crazy is that a lot of what we're learning is here are all of these old problems that we've yet to deal with, racism, xenophobia, bigotry, so on and so forth. And here are all of the new ways that you've never thought before that they're gonna become more of an issue. Couple of warnings before we start. First, this episode does contain adult language from the show. Also, if you haven't seen all of Black Mirror, this episode does contain spoilers. However, the way that the show's produced, each episode is its own standalone story. So technically, you don't have to have seen every episode to understand what we'll be covering. With that, let's get started. Alright, so I have a couple of episodes I want to discuss, starting with Season 2's White Bear. This episode starts with this girl waking up, not knowing where she is. She encounters these attackers, and everyone around her is just not responding to her. They're just recording her from a distance. With no idea what's going on, she goes through this entire chase sequence only to be captured. Eventually, she learns she committed this crime in the past, where she and her fiancé abducted and murdered an innocent child. As punishment, this organization wipes her memory every night and repeatedly tortures her every day. Here's a clip revealing to her her past. So, I guess you're wondering why you're here. And it's time to tell you who you are. In case you haven't guessed, the pair of you aren't very popular. But I tell you what you are, though. You're famous. The trial of Victoria Skillane finally concluded today. The verdict, guilty. So my question to you, Morgan, is how would you respond to the situation having no recollection of the past? It's truly terrifying because you've been through this full horror of the day. You think that people are tracking you down and trying to murder you. And then you find out you've done this horrific thing that you really can't believe yourself. All this evidence is being presented to you. And so you're not only processing the trauma of the whole day, but now you're having to take in all of this new, really heavy information. Um, 
And that's why I had to empathize for Victoria, the lady uh, uh, that was at the center of the episode, um, just a bit, because this is a truly horrifying punishment. And it also doesn't really jive with what should what I think should be our understanding of criminal punishment because like at the end of the day like the the peak like the peak moment of terror that at least that I felt for her was knowing that you had to go through all of this again if the point of punishment is like some aspect of rehabilitation then she should be remembering like the punishment that she's receiving because that's kind of like what's supposed to rehabilitate you in like the theory sense. But if you're constantly forgetting, you're not learning your lesson. And so at that point, it really just evolves into pointless torture. Um, Sarah, if you were, because like your memory's wiped every single time and Morgan mentioned it, you never learn from your mistakes. How would you even know that the video that they're showing you is real and not curated? You can see Morgan's just jumping and pointing excitedly. And I think that's that's totally true. I mean, you won't, you don't know that. Um, and I think that's also part of the scary part, but I think they're able to kind of torture this woman just because by wiping her memory, um, you're putting this individual in such a confused state that it makes it easier for them to kind of believe and be susceptible. Um, to suggestion and to suggestion um, because when you are confused you want to cling on to some sort of truth even if that may be a false truth given to you um, and I think that's common in psychology as well and um, definitely a tactic used by like cult leaders and um, by kidnappers and torturers and it, things of that manner um, to kind of make their victim um, more susceptible and more likely to kind of follow what they they preach or what they want them to believe. Morgan, did you want to add anything? Yeah, so the, the biggest flag for, or one big flag, was if you had the technology to wipe people's minds, what would necessarily stop you from being able to implant them as well? So there's just more like speculation around the episode. All right, so I want to keep that conversation going, but we also have to move on. The next episode I have is from season three, episode one, titled Nosedive. This episode focuses on a society where ratings are everything. Anytime you encounter someone, you can rate them on a scale of one to five stars. The higher your average rating, the more access you have to material things. So buying apartments, wedding venues, stuff like that. So again, we follow this girl named Lacey, who has an average rating of 4.2. And throughout the episode, she starts receiving negative reviews, bumping her down to a 2.8. The clip you're about to hear is a conversation the main character is having with her friend about being uninvited to her wedding due to her low score. Forecast was a prestige bounce of 0.2 minimum, but now you're a sub three. Sorry, that just puts the stink on things a little too much. That just plays badly for us. So it was just about numbers for you? Oh, cut the shit. It was numbers for both of us. You wanted those primo votes. Don't deny it. I mean, it's not like you could get them on your own. Let's not kid ourselves. Sarah, my question to you is, if this system was put in place, do you think that you would give five stars to everyone to help boost their score ups? Because it really doesn't cost you anything. That's a good question. Um, I would initially say 
Yes, because that's how I think when I think of nosedive, I think of Uber, but for like everything in life. Um, and I feel like I always rate my Uber drivers five stars. I don't know if that's the best justification of why I would rate everyone five stars in this society, but I think it's that kind of mutual dependence. Like I'll give people five stars and in turn, most people will give five stars back to me. Morgan, how would you treat the system? What, what would be your strategy if the system was in place? I think I'd want to say, oh no, I wouldn't buy into the system. But when so much of your material reality is determined by the system, I think it's it'd be extremely difficult to opt out. Because as we can see, again, as we see in the episode, the people who choose not who choose not to participate, like they aren't doing as well off as other people who decide to do that. So I would play a part of the system. I mean, like, you know, I'm like a naturally extroverted person, so I wouldn't have as hard a time as other people. Um, Sarah, how much do you think that your average rating score reflects on who you are as a person? I think it would definitely only re represent a fraction of who I am. And I think that um, I am like totally a people pleaser. And so if I were um, in that society that knows I was kind of centered around, I would definitely be putting on a face for people. And I think that would cause definitely a lot of just internal stress on my part because you really can't speak your mind and have kind of free speech and expression when everything you kind of have to show for yourself is judged by other people. Morgan, I know we talked about how Black Mirror isn't too far off from American society today. What are some of those parallels that are brought up in the society in Nosedive? There's so many things that can be said. Like this system and like this norm would be so much more harder to deal with as like women of color ourselves, because that's something that we would have to monitor even more so. Um, because of the stereotypes that are just associated with our lives and thinking of how this mirrors so much of what real life looks like in general. First of all, we already assign numbers to people in our own heads subjectively. It might not be on a, on, you know, on a five point scale, but that's something that we already do. Sarah, do you want to add anything? Yeah. Um... In our society, we assign numbers to people, not only in our heads, but on paper. When we have things like credit scores, credit scores are exactly what allows you to take out loans and mortgages. And that's just a number tacked onto you as well. And if you you don't have a good credit score, that's gonna bar you from you know, buying a certain house in certain neighborhoods. So all of those things are already pretty prevalent in our society and we, it tends to be a little bit invisible. Sarah, what that reminds me of is one really awesome point you made earlier about like giving numbers to other people and how you were honest about how your emotions might drive um, that decision. We kind of assign this objectivity, this is uh, blank slate objectivity to numbers when really it's episodes like this that show that there are so many other systems like that factor into that number so that it's no longer objective. To round things out, we're gonna play a quick game of Would You Rather. 
Some, if not all, of these questions are pretty dark just because the show itself is pretty dark, but we'll see how this goes. First question, would you rather receive anonymous text messages and not know why you're being blackmailed, as seen in the Shut Up and Dance episode, or not know why you're being repetitively tortured like in White Bear? Blackmail, easy. Easy. Nothing Very for me easy. to easy. Yeah. Yeah. I would even- I've already been embarrassed. <laughs> even if you do these things or will kill you, I might be able to fight back. I might be able to fight back. Would you rather have the ability to save someone's life, but the way you know how to heal them is to experience their pain yourself? So in like a black museum or save a person's life by hooking up with a pig on national television? I'd take the first one, the one where I have to experience their pain. It'll suck, but it's not a pig, so. Did you see the episode? I know, I know. looked on it and he goes, cuckoo. <laughs> I just really can't do that. I'm vegetarian now, guys. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I can't do the pig. I can't. I'm picking the doctor. Oh my God, that's so bad. That is so bad. Ew. You're like twisting our arms here, Matthew. Jeez. Would you rather have your loved one trapped in your body and like, commenting on your decisions or would you rather be trapped in their body i want to say my loved one trapped in my body are we talking about the episode where they're like a little person in your head or something Mm -hmm. Uh, it's also a black museum because i just watched that episode it's a good episode i want to say that way my loved one in my head just because I'm hoping if they're a good loved one, they don't annoy me too much. But I would also like to maintain my bodily autonomy. I would want to, you know, have, I'd want my own body, right? Um, I think that the question threw me off a bit at first because we see the ways in which that goes wrong. But the end of Black Museum kind of did give us a sliver of hope about, about that kind of technology because there was one character that seemed to like live in harmony with her mom in her head. Um, so yeah, I would definitely be the, be the human, have the, have the body <laughs> in the relationship, definitely. That's all for today's episode on the Backseat Watcher podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe. New episodes get released every other Friday. You can also follow us on Instagram at Backseat Watcher Podcast and Twitter at Backseat Watch. New episodes will be coming soon. Thanks for listening.